One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Before I get into today's podcast, I'd love to invite you to try my lit daily classes on movementbylara.com. There is a library of anatomy-based classes. There are therapeutic classes that will help you with this episode's dilemma about the crick in the neck. So check that out on movementbylara.com. Today's episode is called, What is a Crick in the Neck? And what can I do about it? Crick in the Neck, C-R-I-C-K, Crick. I don't even think that's an actual word, um, but we've used it for a long time when I've I've had physical therapy patients who've come in and said, oh, I woke up with a crick in my neck and it, you know, a couple of days ago and it hasn't gotten better. What, what can I do? So um, the etymology of the phrase, I've got a crick in my neck, probably goes back to Old English and crick was, uh, and and actually some pl- parts of the U.S. call creeks cricks, and cricks are like these kind of comes or ha- have bends in them, and so uh, bends as in b-e-n-d. So there's little turns in them, kind of a meandering thing. Um, creeks do, so it might be that your neck kind of meandered at a place, and so the crick in the neck is something is out of whack. Um, so you, and it's usually happens when you wake up with a crick in the neck. Uh, so when people say, so that's what it is that usually what they're thinking is that they wake up and the neck is stiff. It's sore. Sometimes you can't turn your head. So ultimately this, this probably is occurring uh, for several reasons. And so how to avoid it or improve upon it will be, uh, we have to examine what caused it. So one of the ways to improve it is actually to not do the things that caused it. And that is first postural. You know, most likely you slept weird 
And in that, you were in a position for a long time and your neck got out of whack and you woke up with it like that. And it's stiffened because you're not moving a lot when you're sleeping. So there's you don't get that kind of warmth. That's why you wake up a little bit. You're a little tighter feeling when you wake up because you haven't been moving and mobilizing the joints. The blood hasn't been flowing and perfusing the, um, the fascia and all the tissues. So you feel a little bit stiffer in the morning. So the way you slept probably set you up for the crick in the neck. But there's also underlying things that um, set you up for it. So let me talk first about what probably caused it or what are some of the other underlying things. And then I'll tell you a little bit about what you can do about it. So some of the underlying things, um, besides just the way you slept, uh, you have to examine where you spend the, uh, the most amount of your time. And so for so many people, the most amount of their time is spent at work. So if you have a, a period of... Um, say 14 hours, 14 to 16 hours that you're awake, then of those, half of them are at work for most people. Most people are working eight hours. Some people work more than eight hours. And then there's the getting to and from work. And even if you don't travel, say you work out of your house, you're probably not doing a lot of movement necessarily before you start working. When we sit and work for a long period of time, which we're programmed to kind of do in this modern day life, um, we're staying in one position and our neck is often offset. So we're looking downwards a lot of the day at papers or a computer. And that offset position of the neck is already setting it up for strain. And so when the head goes a little bit off its center, all the back of the neck muscles have to kind of contract more than they normally would to hold that weight of the head going forward. So you already have those back of the neck muscles, the suboccipital muscles, which are right underneath the skull, all the way down into the shoulder blades themselves and out into the shoulder um, glenohumeral joint part of the shoulder complex. All of the connections to the skull run in, in these various places. And all of those are going to be shortened and strained from your position at work, most likely. Then you're also driving or commuting and what's going on with your head there. How is your neck supporting uh, your head and is it supporting it asymmetrically? Meaning that the front of the neck is being stretched, so your cervical flexors are being stretched because your head is forward, but the back, the cervical extensors are being shortened. And so that's one thing that really sets you up for then you go to bed and you're carrying through from the day and possibly some of even the emotional um, stresses that we incur from, from work or from interactions. These are, we're human. And so we take that into our sleep. So the way we sleep positionally will affect that neck position of it, but also kind of just the way we sleep emotionally, how we go into deeper stages of sleep how we're able to relax, how we um, go into the um, parasympathetic nervous system. How well we do that is also going to affect how we're either holding, continuing to hold that tension in our neck, um, in our shoulders, uh, even as we're sleeping. So really, we have to examine the setup for the crick in the neck, which is how we are living our lives, how we are living our days. The majority of our hours, where is our head? What are we doing with it? And is our neck constantly, the back of our neck, constantly, constantly working to hold that? And so when you create the imbalance, you create a weak link in the whole chain of connection from a musculoskeletal standpoint. 
So the skeletal alignment of the cervical spine is are, is offset. And then the, the muscles that support it are also imbalanced. Then you go to bed and you get this crick in the neck. You wake up and you feel real, like you can't even move. So it's become, it's definitely become worsened because you've been still, but you've been still in maybe the position of the pillow or the way you were moving around and jutted your chin or something turned some of the vertebra. So the vertebra can turn a little bit and they have these um, things that poke out on either side called transverse processes. So if you think one pokes out to the left, one pokes out to the right, and then you've got a spinous process that pokes straight up to the spine, to the back of the body. And so like, for instance, if you're rolling on your back, uh, you will feel the spinous processes. So any of these, any of them, the, the joints here in the spine, those processes that stick out and the ligaments and muscles and tendons that connect all that, any of those can be literally twisted or bent and you wake up and you feel like you can't move your neck. And so that is going to be not feeling great, right? It's, it's just uh, you wake up and so what are you going to do about that? Now, this is, this is assuming that at a crick in the neck, uh, there is an assumption that that kind of goes away with some time. It might be a week. It might be, it goes away later that day or, or in an hour. Uh, but if you were to, the caveat here is if this is something you're living with, this is going to be, I wouldn't describe it as a crick in the neck anymore. I would describe it as a neck. You've got some cervical strain that needs addressing and attention because when you, when you're getting that's, that becomes like an overuse. So for instance, tex neck, which we, I've talked about a lot, is essentially an overuse injury. You're talking about a, 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 a poor position, suboptimal position with maladaptations um, in, in your movement and in, in the, the, the way the muscles have to hold. And then the body, that part of the body gets strained it's, and it's strained beyond its capacity, meaning it can't, it's just not, it's not made to sit there and hold that heavy head um, off center. It's, it's the muscles in the neck are kind of like a rope and pulley system. So if we lean forward all day, we're putting too much strain on that one part of the system. And then we take that and we um, go to bed with it and it's already set up. It's like a overuse. So if you have that going on, that's, that is a larger issue than just a little crick in the neck. Anybody that's waking up regularly with their neck feeling tight should, should examine like, what am I doing during the day? What's my position? What's my posture like during the day? And then how am I taking that to bed? So, because when we go to sleep, we're not, we're not necessarily going to make things better, right? We tend to move around a lot. We roll side to side. We might end up on our stomach and have our head in a weird position. It's really easy to tilt the head around, forward, backwards, jut out the chin, and then we wake up. So the caveat is if you're waking up regularly like this, this is bigger than a crick in the neck. You really need to address it because you're getting into some serious. And then if you have anything beyond just that discomfort and lack of range of motion that eventually goes away, if you have nerve um, nerve sensation, like tingling, numbness, pain, you, you need to really, really address it. This is more than what, what is like an, a crick in the neck. So what do we do about that crick in the neck? Because I can't really on a podcast address the bigger issues of the neck. There's so much to address with that. 
um, if you're ha- you're in that category of like more chronic neck pain, but I would really implore you to go and have a really good physical therapist, body worker work with you on your position, on relieving some of that tension, strain, um, especially if you're getting those numbness and pain and tingly feelings, especially if you're getting headaches. If you have chronic headaches, this is so, there's such a high correlation between chronic headaches and um, the position of the neck and all of the the musculoskeletal components being imbalanced. So please, please, please go to a professional. Getting back to the crick in the neck, if you wake up and you have it, one thing that's going to really, really, really help is getting in a hot shower. And we probably, you probably know that intuitively, get in a hot shower and all of a sudden, wow, I feel better. But get in the hot shower to get some heat immediately into that area. And because the heat is what uh, was lacking when you were sleeping, right? You were sleeping and you were very, very static and you're not creating a lot of heat. Your your blood, uh, your heart rate goes down. You become cooler at night because you aren't moving. So to get some heat into the connective tissue, um, the connective tissue is made of collagen, elastin. Um, it the, it responds to some heat and it'll it'll get a little more pliable. Then you can do like a little rub down in the shower. So in the shower, get that heat going on there. Roll your shoulders. I've talked about this on other podcasts. Start rolling one shoulder and shoulder blade back at a time because the neck muscles attach to the shoulder, the head of the humeral, humerus at the glenohumeral joint. Um, they attach along there. They attach to the scapula. And so rolling there, it really, really, really helps to loosen this up. So you're in the shower, you're rolling one shoulder blade at, uh, or one shoulder at a time, just like you were grooving on the dance floor. And then you can, once you've done that a little bit, stand up against the shower wall. Just be careful that you don't slip and slide, but just get your skull back against the shower wall so you can, and it might feel like, oh God, that's straining my neck already just to try and get it neutral. You're trying to get in a neutral position because you want to do the side, like tilting of the side, the head with your skull in a neutral position, with your head in a neutral position. Because if it's offset and you do the side bending, you might feel some loosening, but you're you're also going to get some compression. So get up against the shower wall, get the back of the skull there. And after you've got it heated and after you've done your shoulder rolls, and just do lightly bring your right ear toward your right shoulder, and then let the chin fall down toward your throat, toward your chest, not aggressively, instead of letting it jut out. And so, and then hold that and breathe. And of course, it's never going to be a bad idea to engage your uh, core abdominals just to give you some support on the bottom end. And then just gently come up and do the other side where the left ear goes to the left shoulder, watch the jutting of the chin, keep the shoulder blades pulled lightly together and back just just to add a little bit more of that um, stretch for the neck. And then you can come back upright with your head and look to your right and left. So you're just rotating. This is often where people will feel uh, the side bending and the rotation is where they'll feel if there's like a, a a bigger crick because one of the transverse processes, those little processes that stick outwards left and right, sometimes are out of place when you just lightly, very tiny bit out of place, but they can cause that feeling of like locked in the neck and pain when you turn. So if that's the case, Bring your hands along your along the back of the spine. So you want to go to your neck and feel the bony aspects of the, the vertebra and then kind of slide to the left and right so that you're still on the 
on the vertebra of the spine, of the cervical spine, but you're not right on the spinous process on the very back. So you're on the left and right of it. And just gently with your second and third fingers, just kind of um, almost like you were toggling back and forth from your left and right fingers, just toggle back and forth just a little like, can you shimmy back and forth there? And what that's doing is a slight amount of coaxing if your transverse process feels like it's out of place. Now, if it's really out of place and you don't have the uh, expertise to try and move it back into place, you should go to someone who can give it a little bit of move. This is not a, when I say give a little move, when I actually mobilize people, their cervical spine um, transverse process back in place, it's virtually nothing. Like they don't even know what I'm, they don't even know what I'm doing. There's no sound. There's no like, it's not a manipulation at all. It's this little bit of toggling back and forth. And the only, and I would say, find somebody who knows how to do that, where it's not, there's no manipulation. Please, please, please. Uh, there's really wonderful chiropractors and other manual therapists out there, but I really am not a fan of anyone manipulating the cervical um, spine and doing that in that way that makes that those awful noises. So that, that's my personal opinion. I would find a massage therapist and maybe just getting a massage therapist who knows an, um, a lot about anatomy and just getting in there and loosening up around there so that the transverse process will kind of slide back into its um, position. This is all such a small amount. You wouldn't even be able to kind of sense it much on an x-ray or anything like that. That's how little it is. But even a little bit crooked um, alignment can, can make you feel like you've got that crick in the neck. Okay. So you wake up with a crick in the neck. This is what you do. You get it heated you roll the shoulders, you side bend right ear to the right shoulder, left ear to the left shoulder, and you look over towards your right shoulder and look over to your left shoulder in rotation. Then you're going to work on the things that are going to avoid this from happening over and over again. Work on your posture. If you are at a desk all day, you've got to get that monitor or whatever you're doing at eye level. So prop it up on something, Standing desks are great as long as you uh, continue to kind of march your feet around and that you're mo- that you're squatting and, and uh, you can alternate between sitting and standing, but you want to have the monitor at eye level. And that's that's easier than than you think. So you can make the, like get a keyboard, a wireless keyboard. So it's down and it's good position, but your, your monitor, what you're looking at is at eye level. And you, you probably don't need to get a specifically designed pillow, but look at your pillows. You don't want them too fat and fluffy. Um, you want to, so that they can press up in your neck and make you kind of get in these weird positions. And then even more so in your daily life, you must move because movement and exercise are going to keep everything more supple and more happy so that even if you sleep weird one night, it shouldn't result in a huge crick in the neck that lasts a long time. So it's all the stuff you're doing when you're not sleeping that is really going to help you avoid that crick in the neck. So I hope this helps you. This was a very like seriously cliff notes for how to deal with this. If you have bigger neck issues, you should, should get it addressed. If you have chronic headaches, you must have someone look at your neck. I see more and more people with a lot of neck pain and they've just let it go for too long. And it's a lot of it has to do with your posture and your position of the neck during the day. And so write me if you have any more questions at laura at movementbylaura.com. 
let's obliterate the cricks in the neck, even though it's a fun little name to say. All right, as always, pulling for you, sending you lots of hugs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.